Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Man, it's great to be back with you folks today. And here we are all the way from Southland Christian Camp. We're actually in Bayou Beans, the scene of many of the strange things that have happened in this room, Stephanie. I just, <laughs> I just want to share that with you. There's been some great PTSD camps here. There, yep. there was the, you know, I'm ashamed to admit this, but there was a man in here whose pants fell to the floor when he was standing here one night. And <laughs> man, I'm telling you, the moon was over Louisiana that night. It freaked everybody out. I. <laughs> I'm not sure if that didn't affect my PTSD in a bad way, but catch us up. I was not here to witness that. I have just heard about it. But you know, the legend grows bigger every year Mm -hmm. for, uh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid that might be the case. So what is going on with you? Well, after flying all day yesterday and been there. Yeah. Yeah. That, but you know, it was praise the Lord. All the flights went smooth, even though the one ran very late. Um, I don't like that. Man. We didn't miss a connecting flight as a result, so praise the Lord for that. And so Debbie and I flew into Atlanta, and uh, we we actually met up with Stephanie. She was coming out of South Bend, Indiana Airport, and we were coming out of Greenville, South Carolina, and we were able to meet up in Atlanta and have fellowship. And our plane was about an hour and a half late, so yep. we had lots of fellowship and and. Uh, so you're at Southland Christian. We had church. Mm-hmm. This so morning we were in was awesome. Kingsway Church, Kingsway, Kingsway Baptist, Baptist Church. Yep. It's a good time and a good pastor, good family. They had us over for dinner, lunch, whatever you call it down here in Louisiana. They call it like dinner is lunch, okay. supper, supper. Yeah. So uh, anyway, and they they made us a beautiful meal and uh, we had a good time. Now I'm allergic to fish, and the first time I don't tell a pastor and like. 10 years, you know, I tell pastors every single week, every single time I talk to one. And the one time I don't tell them in all these years, everybody always says, we're having chicken or beef anyway, you know? And what did they serve today? Some amazing shrimp, Cajun kind of But I want you to know as in all good pastors, as in all good families, as in all good people who serve the Lord, they got right quick. I was the one who was wrong, but you know, no. they made good and they served some sausage to me. And uh, there was fresh rolls, it was sausage. There salad was, that was awesome. Oh, salad was, un- man, they cut up some fresh romaine and mm-hmm. had some tomatoes in there and some, some orange or some yellow peppers that looked more orangey, which I like. I like them a little more gold like that. And, you know, I, I think they give me more energy. So, so what's going on with the kids, man? Catch us up with the kids, man. What's, what's happening? Well, as far as I know, they're doing great. They're with my parents yeah. while I'm away. And, and so we were with a yeah. little girl today named Jillian. Mm-hmm. And Jillian was making Stephanie a little bit sad for Emmy line. Yep, yep. Jillian and Emmy are very close in age. And so I was having, having fun hanging out with her. And she was sitting in my lap and, you know, saying the exact same kind of things Emmy does. She was. She reminded me of Emmy line. And, uh, but I got to tell you folks, there's a little bit of background noise here because there's heaters, there's 
refrigerators. There's old refrigerator. There's a Dr. Pepper refrigerator about 10 feet from me that it kind of sounds on. like a trailer truck is coming at you, <laughs> you know, when that bad boy comes on. But I'm here to tell you that this place is spotless. This place is right with God. We can't wait to see our dear friends, the Herbsters, tomorrow. We're wound up about that. As a matter of fact, Amy Herbster is my coach, uh, official coach, health coach. She kind of became my life coach. She made me a better human being. That's what Amy Herbster did for me. She made me a better human being. So uh, I'm, I'm excited about seeing her and her husband, Mike, who are great. Debbie and I have been coming here for about six years. And Stephanie's been coming here two years ago this month. So tell us the first time you were here, Stephanie. So um, the first time I was here at Southland was uh, January, end of January of 2019. Yeah. Um, so just a few months after Charles had been killed. And um, all of the Cameroonian missionaries that were here in the States, which was most of us, there was still some in Cameroon, but a good portion of us were back in the States, and we all met here for a week. And just, um, we had a preacher came in that ministered to us, but yeah, yeah. we just needed to heal. We needed some time together. We hadn't been together other than the memorial service. And we Healing is it. good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I think that uh, Stephanie wrote a song called Rest in, she wrote a poem. I Rest in Your Love, yeah. Rest in Your Love, which she would later turn into a song. And uh, it's just a fantastic song. Maybe we can fit it in sometime over the next few days, but... We're on Psalm 57, and but you're not going to believe this. We're adding a new segment. So this was recommended by one of our favorite people who listen to the podcast, and you're all our favorite. We want you to know we, we don't have special people unless you go out and say hi to us on Facebook. Then you become a special person, But <laughs> as several of you have. But anyway, this one lady, Lynn Norton, I've never met her as a person. I've met her sister. She looks a lot like her sister. And uh, Debbie and I and her sister and her sister's mother or mother-in-law, maybe Lynn's mother, I'm not sure, they came here for a camp the, the night the moon was over Louisiana. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> they were in this room. But, but so Lynn has inspired a new segment, and, uh, and, and the segment is entitled, You May Be a Knucklehead If. You Might Be a Knucklehead If. And so I asked, well, obviously one is, your pants fall down when you're in the middle of a coffee shop, but there's a good one that Stephanie had. So you might be a knucklehead if your pants fall down when you take your top shirt off and you show people stuff that they should not see. But uh, anyway, <laughs> what's your answer to you might be a knucklehead, Stephanie? Oh my, <laughs> trying to make a comeback after that is rough. Yeah. So the no Mine's knucklehead moment, you got to have a good one here. This oh. one's more serious, though. Okay, but I like serious. We okay. need serious. You may be a knucklehead if you get some kind of sick thrill out of messing widows and orphans over. Let it be said here first. May God recompense them many times over for that type of behavior. People who mess with widows and orphans, let me tell you what, you're in the lowest form of human being. Amen. You're a cretin at the highest level. The, the word knucklehead was developed for you, so that <laughs> I, I don't think you could have picked out a better knucklehead term. So we know something's going on, and we know you guys aren't here to hear our humor and our knucklehead stories, even though they're important. And remember that group of people. If you're a knucklehead because you're messing over widows and orphans, call us. We'll help you get out of there. There's a pit you're in, but we can help you get out. 
Psalm 57 is weird. David's on the run. He ends up in a couple caves. That's what's going on here. It's kind of weird. It says, be merciful in verse number one unto me. O God, be merciful unto me. Start in the same way Psalm 56 started. For my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge. Unto these calamities be overpassed. I will cry unto God most high. Unto God that performeth all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up. Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions, and I lie even among them that are set on fire. Even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above the earth. Thy have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have digged a pit before me. Into the mist whereof they are fallen themselves. Selah. My heart is fixed. O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Awake up, my glory. Awake, sultry and harp. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. For thy mercy is great unto the heavens, and thy truth unto thy clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let thy glory be above all earth. Wow. There's a lot going on with David here. He's got a lot to say. Now, as we read through that, what came to your mind? What's, what are you thinking? Well, I think verse 1 there, David starts out again in that spate in that spot of complete humility before the Lord, um, crying out for God's mercy. And the reason he gives, you know, when we look at so much of um, who we are, we want to be, our, our culture, our, even a lot of our religion is, even if we don't realize it, is, is based in our minds on be merciful unto me because I've served you. Be merciful unto me because I'm doing all these good works. Be merciful unto me, whatever. And David You just gives, hit the nail on the head. We got to stop and we got to say this is an important teaching moment here. Since we've added the knucklehead segment, segment we got to have good segments too. And the, the teaching moment is, I think, is we all have expectations because we've done things. You know? Yeah. That, I and, agree. And, and, and I think that's, I think I'm glad you covered that. So I want to say, folks, it's not what we've done for God that defines our walk with God. Yeah. It's what God has done for us. Sorry, you can keep on going no, now. I, yeah. just, I think we had to fit that in with the practical teaching moment. Yeah. Well, and David just says, it, he doesn't say because I've done this for you, because, because you had me anointed king. You know, things that maybe would have been factual. He says, because my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. In other words, God, I'm just throwing myself at your mercy. Yeah. Because you're God. And, um, and then it's like David just declares what he's going to do and what that trust looks like. You know, faith without works is dead. And David says, God, I'm putting my trust in you. And because of that, I will cry unto God. And, you know, if we say we trust God, but we never spend time crying out to him, if we say we trust God, 
but we don't live like it. We don't spend time praying and seeking his face. Yeah. It's all words. And um, David, just in these first two verses, we see that balance of dependence the same time he's living out what he's preaching. It's, it's only words and words, you know, you know words. And, and I got to tell you something. Here is the problem. Here is the point I think that we were trying to make a minute ago is um, we try to define God with human words, human expectations we have on service we've done. Mm -hmm. We try to define God that, you know, God, if I'm a missionary or God, if I'm a preacher or a preacher's wife or if I'm this or if I'm, I'm a mom of this or if I've done this, if I've done that, you know who I've learned from? First of all, Mary. You ever notice Mary took no credit for Christ anywhere? Yeah. Mary said, do whatever he tells you to do in John chapter four. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think somewhere along the way, especially here in verse 57, somewhere along the way, we got to stop and say today, this day, this day is all about you, God. This day is all about what we can do. I mean, that's what I think is going on here. Yeah, I think David is nothing, nothing here. I, I don't see him bragging about anything he's done. And he's just turning the glory all back to God in verse 3 by faith. He hadn't seen God do it yet, but by faith he said, He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that would swallow me up, Selah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. He's going to do it. He shall do it. He's going to do it. You can count on it. And I, I got to tell you, folks, when we go on these little mics, I'm constantly working to get Stephanie to speak a little louder. So I, I didn't want to say anything to her, but I, she wasn't seeing my symbols of putting my fingers in front of my mouth. And I was beginning to think weird, you know, why am I putting my, you know, what if somebody looked through the window or, you know, and see me, I don't know, they might think I'm a weirdo, but, and I kind of am, but my soul is among lions. <laughs> that line right there, this is a transition verse. It's real, uh, Stephanie's <laughs> laughing right now, but this is a transition verse. Please take a picture of how close I'm holding this mic. And, and Psalm 5 is the transition. I'm sorry. My soul is a I know. You just don't talk. Let it, you got to talk from your diaphragm. I mean, reach down in your belly there. You got this diaphragm. Yeah, that's, what, that's what, when you yell at your kids. When I was in the army, we learned for. how to deal. It's like, listen up. Follow it. See, see, but now you're blowing people's eardrums to kingdom come. What I'm trying to do is get you so your level goes up to about an inch on the Richter meter <laughs> over here. But anyway, this is an important point, I think, more than anything else here, is he's saying, my soul is among lions. What do lions want to do with people? What do lions want to do with things? And, and, he's saying, and, and, he, and he's saying, even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows, their tongue is a sharp sword. There's people trying to take him out. He's in a cave. We know in 1 Samuel, he's in two caves in this one day in his life, trying to get rest. He's on the run. Life... I don't know anybody else who's had to flee from a third world country but you. What's going on with David? This is, this is the whole reason right here that maybe God gave us Psalm 57 to do today. Your soul was among lions. What's that all about, man? Well, when I think of the lion, I think of where Peter talks about that Satan is as a roaring lion going about seeking whom he may devour. And there are people who choose... They give place to the devil. And Saul 
was one of those people. He had given place to the devil and had hence become a part of that roaring lion. And he was seeking to devour David. That I mean, there's just no other way to put it. And then Saul had all of his minions who, because they wouldn't stand up to him and his um, devilish ways, became a part of it. You know, if you, if you, every person has that choice to become a part of evil or to stand up to it. And it's one way or the other. You can't, there you... is no neutrality. And um, so David very much was living out um, what that looks like. And yeah, I mean, when you're in that position of helplessness. Um, so here's the point. You're left dependent. You're in a van. There's too many people in the van. You're fleeing from Cameroon. What's it feel like, man? I mean, somehow in your mind, there's got to be a connotation that goes with we're laying on the floor of a van. We're trying to get out of the English-speaking area of Cameroon because they want to kill us. We're trying to get down the road. I mean, you're probably the only one speaking right now that can define how that feels. Hopeless. Terrifying. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. honestly, it's, it's kind of surreal to think back on. Um, yeah. I just remember feeling like a sitting duck. Yeah. And... I mean, we were all in shock. So, but I remember feeling like a sitting duck and just, I remember going over and over in my head saying, God blind their eyes. And I think to a certain extent. God answered that That's prayer. what David was crying out for here. Yeah, because look at verse five, that transition verse. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens. So he's saying, you know what I like here? And it's okay to go to God like this, folks. I really believe it is. I think it's okay to go to God and say they're after me. They're out for me. You know, you got to have that talk with God. You have to talk to God. He talks to you through reading of his word, but you have to talk to God. You got to tell him your fears, your insecurities. And, and I mean, you know, and there's insecurities and everything. You don't, you don't, you don't have to be in perils to be insecure. You know, uh, yeah. you can be going, there's insecurity in relationships and in, in friendships and any type of relationship, any type of uh, communication and things like that. But I think it's okay to go to God and then say, but God, I'm going through all this, but I'm going to exalt you. And, and then they have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. And once again, he's going back to God. He's saying, God, I'm in trouble. He's going to that second cave. And then he's saying in verse seven, my heart is fixed. Oh God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. And sometimes, sometimes we got to suck up our tears a little bit, don't we? We've got to blow our noses, get rid of the snot from crying. Think about it. You've been there. And you've got to say, but God, I'm fixed. Yeah. No, I think that's why we said, even though, I mean, we weren't, I wasn't thinking the spiritual <laughs> when we were evacuating. But I think that's why we sang our way out of Cameroon. Well, and I think you were spiritual enough to bring eight kids home and start a new life and and I mean, some pretty amazing things have happened to you. Uh, the most terrible thing ever happened to you. And since that point, you know, the good news about Stephanie is she, it, she can't help but be defined by the trauma she went through. I mean, she hates that. I'm just being upfront with you because we talk about each other and we're messed up people. So that's the reason we have a podcast is because you people are messed up too. We're all messed up. Can I tell you, everybody's messed up. My grandfather, he was senile. He was 80-something years old, and he used to tell me, everybody goes to the bathroom, son. I don't know why he told me that. And I don't know if it makes any sense right now. But we're all messed up, all right? 
<laughs> and as grandpa used to say, we all got issues. But then, you know, I like, this is what I like here, I think more than anything else. It says, awake up my glory, awake sultry and hot. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. Again, he's saying, I'm going to do this. If I get to the other end, and that's the point I was getting to speaking about Stephanie, is she's praising God. I see Stephanie in verse 9. I see Stephanie in every verse of this uh, psalm. And the point is, we need to see ourselves in these verses. We need to pray through these verses. And when the times get hard, and, you know, I was talking to a missionary the other day, they're home on furlough. And missionary life, uh, I don't know what being an overseas missionary is. I know what being an overseas military person is and being in unsafe places and being in ugly places and all that kind of things. And, and uh, uh, I get that portion of it, but I have no idea what it's, not, what it's like to be where you don't have a battalion of army people around you, you know? And, but, I, but I think there's something that we all can share. So when you're a missionary and you're on furlough and you leave these countries that there's no country as great as America. Let's just be upfront about it. Yeah. And uh, that's the reason that they, they're building a wall, or they were building a wall until uh, yeah. uh, Joe Biden became president. But there's a reason for that. It's because the United States is a lot better than Mexico, so we want to leave Mexico. Well, every country in the world, look at Cameroon, all those refugees with yeah. Tim Drickard down there in Panama. Yeah. They all want to get to America. They all want to, we used to, there used to be a joke in the army that when we were young, you know, you're going to go over to Korea, you're going to meet a girl and you're going to bring her back to the big PX, which is America. There's, you can buy anything you want. There's TV sold everywhere. There's, people aren't used to what America has to offer. Yeah. And when missionaries come home on furlough, so I'm talking to a missionary the other day on the phone, they're trying to communicate and everybody's like, isn't it, you know, so this, this group's from Africa somewhere. And isn't it just like Africa and Louisiana? No, it's not like Africa, Okay. Uh, it's not. I've been to Africa on a short-term mission trip. No, it's not like Mexico. It's not from wherever you're at, all right? Uh, it's not the same. So David's in a bad, sh bad shape. I mean, they're out to kill David. They're out for his soul. They're out to kill him. But at the end of all this, he says, For thy mercy, in verse number 10, is great unto the heavens, and thy truth unto the clouds. And I was thinking, I read a story the other day, and, and Stephanie and I, just before we came on, we were talking about how her boys like war movies. And, uh, and I told her when I was her boy's age, I liked war movies too. But one thing, so they captured, the Nazis captured this woman in Czech who was a spy for the good guys, uh, for us. And uh, they brought her to kill her and they said, you got one last thing to say. And she said, uh, and I'll never forget this, she said, the truth of my God will carry me from here. In your lies, you will burn in hell. And they shot her. Now, this is what I'm thinking, Stephanie, when I read that, all right? I'm thinking I'm the biggest wimp who ever lived. You know, because I'm, I think David's all right here. I think David's okay to be messed up. I think David's all right to say, hey, things are going goofy here. God, I need your help. And I think that's okay for us to be that way. I think it's okay as long as it's peppered with verse 5, as long as it's peppered with verse 6, saying, Be thou exalted. This is about you, God. Among these lions out to get me, among these people with the sharp teeth, among these people trying to kill me. Remember this started out, Be merciful unto me, O God. That's where it's starting. That needs to be our prayer. That needs to be our life. That needs to be our watchwords. I mean, what are you thinking? Yeah, I think you're catching me when I'm trying not to croak. Um, no, I think that's very true. Um, what does croak mean? Like cry. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, 
Could we used be. to use the term croak when people died. You know, it'd be like, <laughs> did you hear about old man Heller? No, he croaked. So. But anyway. I was more making, thinking the sound of crying. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> um, no, I mean, we were just talking earlier how a couple days ago, a um, few days this last week, you didn't hear from me because I wasn't in a good place. And, you know, it's a weird it's a weird thing when reality slams you between the eyes of where you are. And David, I'm sure, had that happen over and over. And um, yeah, there's something about coming to that point. And um, just this last week, I was looking out my bedroom window, losing it because I was in a flashback and couldn't couldn't get out of it till it was done. And having to come back to God with everything and saying, God, I will trust you. And see, we have a thesis on that, though. Both Rhonda Hicks, the good Hicks. Steve's the one that's not that good. But oh, Rhonda Hicks. That is so cruel. All right, Steve's all right. Anyway, all right. Here's the point I want to make here. And I know I pick on Steve. We're going to be with him in Florida, so i got to be good to him next time we're together. You do. Anyway, here's what I'm thinking. This is what I'm thinking. So two years ago, last week, Stephanie was right where we are, not too far from where I'm sitting. We, you were yep. just down the road here a little bit in a cabin. Yep. And she wrote a poem called Rest in Thy Love. And, and so the practical side of what we just read, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter where you are, it's time to give it all to God. Just be honest. He knows what's in your heart, but he wants you to tell him that, God, I need you. God wants to be important. You know, you know the biggest problem wives have with husbands and husbands have with wives? You know this. You were married. Communication. Husbands don't, you know, husbands, and, and we're not good. I can speak for the husband side, the testosterone side. You know, we communicate some things good, and uh, we don't communicate other things as good. Do you agree what I'm saying? Affirmative. So God compares, right, relationships to a marriage all the time. He compares the church to be the, the, the bride, to the bridegroom who's Christ. So, folks, we need to communicate with God. The practical side is, whatever's on your heart today, would you do me a favor and slide on your knees somewhere in your prayer closet, pull your foot off in a parking lot somewhere, whatever you're driving. We don't care. Mercedes. We, you think we have any Mercedes-Benz listeners? We may have a Mercedes-Benz listener out here. Wow. But listen, pull it off, say a prayer. So I want Stephanie to sing the uh, chorus to Rest in My Love. I, I, think that, I think that takes that song full circle. Do you okay. know the chorus of that? Yeah. You know the first verse? Yeah. Okay. We'll do the first verse in the chorus. and uh, But listen, we love you folks, man. Call us if you need anything. My child, give me your rich expectation. Wait on me. My plan is best. Come to me and give me your burdens. Trust my love and I'll give you rest. Lord, here I am, take all my plans and conform them to your own. This life's not mine, I'm bought with a price. Take my heart and break up the stone. Knowing you is worth all the pain, treasures laid up in heaven is gain. My life is thine, I'm safe in your hand. Surrendered before you I stand. I am your child, 
I rest in your love. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.